This is a show for grown-ups. And they say bad words. And they say bad words. Say final warning. Final warning. Hello and welcome to the Pot of Blunders, your number one internet's favorite Thomas Jane podcast. I am your host, Nate Magnuski, and with me as always is the second biggest Jane's addict in the whole world, Richard Sullivan. Richard, man, what's going on today, bud? Oh, nothing, man. Just got done watching Deep Blue Sea for the fourth time today, and man, I forgot how great Thomas Jane is in that movie. Oh, my God. I think it's probably his second or third best performance. I think The Mist takes it for me, though. The gravitas he brings is just so woof. beautiful movie. Tough. Honestly, I can't, I can't pick a role, so I just start from the beginning of his oeuvre in 1987 in Pedami Sane Ragam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, all the way to his most recent work to the direct DVD hit Hunter's Moon. Wow. I mean, we can go all day talking between us and, we, you know, we have for a lot of episodes now talking about Thomas Jane, but I'm really excited to welcome our special guests onto the show. He's just, I guess he's not on yet or something. He, there was some nope. delay he had. Yeah, we're, we're working with our producer now to get him on. And it was, Thomas Jane's got some upcoming projects we can talk about in the meantime, if you want to vamp for a bit. Yeah, you he's know, I, I'm really excited to see him in Money Plane, uh, the movie he did with uh, Adam Copeland or WWE's Edge. Right, right. And he's got some stuff that's in post-production now, too. He's got Slayers, which looks really, really good. And Crimson Blue is in pre-prod now, so who knows when that's going to come out. But I'm just glad to see he's getting a lot of work. So I'm glad Hollywood still recognizes what a gem they have in Thomas Jane. Be sure to tune in when those movies are released, because, of course, we will be doing a full movie commentary on those as soon as they come out. Absolutely. Good good point. Yeah, we, oh, we hold, wouldn't want to let it... Oh, is he here? Sorry, Richard, hold on. Yeah, our producer is telling me that... Uh, Charlie is ready to join us. Um, let me, let's see if we can patch him in. All right. It looks it looks like uh, do, do, I'm talking to our producers. Do we have our guest on? Do you have him available? Uh, let me just check. Uh, Charlie, can you hear us? Yes, yes. Just, oh. just about. Okay, great, great. Charlie is a former staff editor and content manager for the Simply Scary podcast, as well as an amateur writer of his own dark stories, which have appeared on the Simply Scary podcast, No Sleep, and creepy podcasts. In addition to being a lifelong fan of horror fiction, he is an army veteran and holds a master's degree in psychology. He recently edited, along with N.M. Brown, a charity anthology benefiting the World Health Organization through Nocturnal Silence Publishing and available on Amazon. You can follow him on Facebook and Twitter at Davenport Author. Please welcome to the show our esteemed guest, Charlie Davenport, everybody. Thank you guys for having me. So... I want to start from the beginning. Obviously, you have an interest in in horror movies, horror stories. Where did it all begin? Tell me, what was the first time you remember seeing Thomas Jane in a film? Uh, I guess the first thing I would have seen him in is, was he in Scott Pilgrim? Uh, Yes, yeah. He was in the the vegan police. He was one of the two officers there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Him and Clifton Collins Jr. uh, yeah, I guess that would be the first thing I saw him in. Um, wow. You realize Thomas Jane has been acting since 1987. Wow. Would, you wouldn't have seen him in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Or Boogie Nights, too. He was, uh, he was in Boogie Nights as well. Of course, of course he was in Boogie Nights. We're not going to not talk about Boogie Nights. What kind of Thomas uh, Jane podcast would we be if we didn't mention Boogie Nights, Nathan? Wait, so you guys are 
a Thomas Jane themed podcast. Nate wasn't uh, clear no, when no. he sent you the invitation? Uh, no, and I mean, I, I, I don't want to speak for like your listenership, but the introduction made it seem like, you know, you guys are an RPG. There's a lot of horror hmm. RPGs. I'm a horror writer. Well, obviously, you know, something our listeners might not know about you. According to your bio page, you were an extra in the Steven Spielberg directed movie, Amistad. Yeah, I, I, I was. Um, so, so let me ask you this. I don't appear in the film. Well, let me ask you this, though. In, in your experience, what role in that movie do you wish Thomas Jane had played instead? Being asked a question I was never like actively considering before, I would guess the Matthew McConaughey part seems the most natural. Oh, I mean, interesting. I mean, that's that's an option. I would have said the boat. I think because he contains multitudes, much like that that fabled boat. Think about the body as hard as wood and mm-hmm. contains no water. You you said earlier that you were more experienced with horror. So let's talk about that a little bit more. Have you ever seen The Mist? Yeah, you know, it's I I have seen The Mist, mm. um, and it was one of the better adaptions of his work. I know Stephen King really said he he wished he had written the ending of his story, uh, like the movie ended. He said that was the most horrific thing he had ever seen. Yeah, no, that and the thing is, it's one of the times that it actually it, it improves upon the original story. What other roles in Stephen King adaptations would you like to see Thomas Jane star in? Of, uh, you know, it it would uh, always be interesting to see somebody do Jack Torrance. You know, could could play somebody with a serious mental health issue re- relatively well. I don't think he could play a flawed person. I think that'd be like it's the anathema of of him. I think he's so pure and, and just pure joy and perfect. Nobody I would don't, believe it. Yeah, I, I mean, he's a great actor. If anyone could pull it off, maybe he could, but. Your uh, material when you ask somebody to come on the show uh, might want to more clearly indicate the heavy Thomas Jane focus because I'm here now. I'm not going to apologize because I feel like you probably should listen to the rest of our back catalog before you came on. I must have just tuned into the other episodes because I thought there would be a lot of role playing games. I feel like we haven't utilized our guests properly. Charlie, what's a story that you've written that you're most proud of? Actually, I like uh, Big Man. I am okay. I'm most proud of that story. It's a kind of a parable for sort of the dangers women uh, face out there from, you know, groups and packs of men sort of told as almost a fairy tale fable where huh. at the end, instead of the terrible things that often happen to women, it, it's actually the wolf eats, eats them. And this is going to sound stupid. And I apologize. That sounds like a really powerful story. Do you feel like Thomas Jane if they were going to adapt it, what role do you think he would be best at? I mean, has been made very apparent by this interview. I didn't do the proper amount of research into Thomas Jane. You know, I know you might be kind of upset that we haven't really talked a lot about your, your writing and your podcast history, but we are buying the charity up. work. I mean, that's right there. You know, if we, if we have time at the end, I we'll, we'll don't talk know about we that. will. Okay. Well, please, please interrupt. Um, my main thing is, you know, we are a Thomas Jane podcast. So if we, if we stop talking about Thomas Jane, I feel like we're going to lose a lot of our, our listenership. Again, I will say it is, um, and I believe I'm, I'm correct in saying it's all your fault. This has been the start of a vendetta. Despite your attitudes, your lack of professionalism, and your inability to 
have a normal conversation about Thomas Jane, I maybe we'll have you back on someday. If we run out of guests that we want to offer, if you just don't feel like canceling the fucking podcast. Thank you for your time. Um, you cut his microphone um, off, please. Just, yep. Wow. Uh, well, look, Richard, honestly, that didn't go how I thought it would go. Uh, when I invited a horror author to the show, I assumed he was a Thomas Jane fan. That was my fault. You know, I, I figured if you're talking about horror, you're interested in horror, you have to be interested in the works of Thomas Jane because you can't have horror cinema without Thomas Jane. It's just, uh, it, of course not. The man's done three Stephen King adaptations. It's like, oh, we're going to have Thanksgiving, but there's no turkey on the table. Like, what are you? That's not Thanksgiving. And that's for me. And I'm a vegetarian. Like, it's, it doesn't count. The reason I got into podcasts was because I, I, I want to talk about Thomas Jane. And I want people to know. I want people to know that he's the best actor of our generation. And I shouldn't have to tell people. But he's, he's just the best. He's the best of us. So, Richard, I know um, this you know, like I said, this guest didn't work out. What's our guest next week? I hear we have someone pretty special coming on the, the cast. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, I've done some digging. We found the sandwich artist that made Thomas Elliot the Third's sandwich last week, and we're going to ask him how Thomas Jane eats his sandwiches. I imagine. I mean, with that rock hard physique, it's going to be all protein. We'll find out next week on the Pot of Blunders, the internet's number one Thomas Jane podcast. <laughs>